Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of For the Love of Sports. My name is Michael Rosiel, and today's guest is Alicia Powell. She is the co-founder of Champions for Philanthropy, a philanthropic company that helps athletes, entertainers, and influencers with their charitable foundations. They help them maintain it, develop it, create it, whatever that needs to happen. Alicia and her company, Champions for Philanthropy, can make it happen. So I really hope you guys enjoy this episode with Alicia Powell. All right, cool. So we have Alicia Powell, JD, forgot what it meant. So we're going to go over that one more time. Owner, co-founder of Champions for Philanthropy, my second favorite business in the entire world right after mine. Lawyer, question mark? I don't know. We're going to find out in a second. Alicia, good friend, Alicia. How are you today? I'm well, thanks. How are you? It's a good day to be alive, isn't it? Absolutely. So glad to be a part of this. Thank you so much for having me on. Please, the pleasure is all mine. We've tried in the past. It didn't quite work, but we're here now, and that's that's where that's all that matters. It's kind of a nice, quiet day, or at least it's been a quiet day for me. Um, Hopefully, it's a quiet day for you, and everyone's happy, and everyone's healthy, and that's all that matters. But Alicia, the first question I have for everybody that comes on for the love of sports is, why do you love sports so much? I love sports because it's something that I can't do. I'm not very good at it. But it's something that I enjoy watching, something that I enjoy being a part of. Uh, It's something about the teamwork, the camaraderie, the excitement, the exhilaration, the competition, um, all the things that I assume athletes love. That's why they they play. Um, But from the outside in, on the sports business side, I'm like, I still feel all those same emotions. So uh, that's why I love sports. Yeah, the sports business side is pretty crazy. I mean, it's like an $80 billion industry in its own, um, aside from all like the actual athletes and their contracts and all that stuff. So it's very interesting to me to kind of see just what's going on. But I know, so you're pretty big into basketball, right? Yeah. And, but you never, did you ever play basketball? I remember a story from last time. I'm not 100%. I did. I yeah. played on the, on the Biddy League when I was 10 years old. The what? Um, the Biddy League. I don't know what it stands for. Okay. But it means little, little people. It's a little right. people league. <laughs> All right. I love it. Sounds good. Um, I was five foot five when I was 10 years old. So I was the tallest girl. Wow. Um, and the league was eight to 10 year old. So I was, I towered over everyone. Uh, so all the other parents were excited when I was on their team because they're like, wow, we have this five foot five girl, like clearly she's going to dominate. And I had a season high of two points that was had one basket. I was so excited when that one basket went in. Um, most of my family had given up on coming to games because uh, I wasn't scoring and wasn't very good. Uh, so I only think my stepfather was there to see that one point. But um, and I don't think. I think it was an urban legend. I don't think anyone believed that I actually had made that basket. Oh, no. Um, so I was, I did play sports. It was horrible. Play basketball. It was not good at all. Um, but I ended up managing uh, basketball and football and high school. And I learned that I can contribute in other ways. 
Exactly. There's ways to contribute to the team. Uh, teamwork makes the dream work. Think of all the staffers. Think of all the people that are around the stadium, right? Always be one of those. That's, um, how did you not score? Like, what, what, like, oh man, like, I don't want to dive too deep down here, but I kind of do. Like, what? I was so close like, to the basket compared to the other kids. That's what I, I mean. No, I just oh. couldn't. My coordination just wouldn't allow the ball to go in. I tried. You, yeah, you heard, we'll, we'll go with. You, um, how about we go with, you just grew a little too fast and you were, um, what do they always say? You're, uh, you're growing into your body, right? That like, that's probably what was happening. So yeah. We'll, I was yeah. growing into my skills. Exactly. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. So I, I do love that. And, and the reason why I have you on, other than the fact that you're a very good friend of mine, but as I said, it's my second favorite business right behind mine. Cause I really like what I do too, but champions for philanthropy. Mm -hmm. It is so cool. It is so fantastic. It is essentially the mix between sports and charity. So first I want to, I know there's a fun story behind it as well. So you love sports. We figured that out. Why do you love charity so much? I love giving back always. Uh, I've been surrounded by it since uh, growing up. My parents were um, both very big into uh, the church and to charity and to civic engagement and to just uh, giving back to those less fortunate. Uh, so much so that when I was a, a bratty little kid, I would say, why do you guys help people so much? <laughs> like, like, can you stop? This is, you guys are always helping people, you know? Um, and the older I got, the more I realized uh, how fortunate we were to be able to help. Um, so it just became something that was really big for me, uh, especially entering middle school and high school, uh, volunteering, doing charity events at school, uh, just being charitable was just something that was just so important even throughout college and law school so you grew into being you grew into your skill set you grew into being a good person it sounds like too that's great happy <laughs> about that thanks to your parents that's fantastic no i kid um and then so you, you want to give back you want to be a good person and you go to law school and there's so many jokes i can make about how terrible lawyers are right but what um i know as i said before alicia powell jd you explained it to me once, and I'm not going to lie, I 100% forgot. So what exactly <laughs> is a JD one more time for me? A JD stands for Juris Doctorate. Should have wrote that down. And what is that? Does that? So does that mean you are, it's not Esquire. I know Esquire means lawyer, right? What does JD so, mean? So JD means that you have a law degree. Esquire means you're licensed to practice law. I'm not licensed to practice law, so I'm just a JD. Um, but it technically is a doctor, so you could call me Dr. Powell. No one oh. does. No one and will. I? Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> but it technically, you know, I don't think other doctors would agree that you should be calling lawyers doctors, but technically it's a doctor. I have a chiropractor and I call him a doctor and I get, I get lash, uh, backlash from all my friends, but he's incredible and he makes me feel great. So I think that's the only thing that matters. Um, <laughs> now I know maybe, maybe if, uh, you know, one day, if you ever do start to strike a chord, you know, and you start to get on, you know, maybe on my nerves a little bit, I might throw out Dr. Powell. Oh. <laughs> maybe now, now we know okay. in, in 10 years, if, uh, you know, that, that charity arm, um, dries up a little bit and you don't want to be so nice to me anymore maybe i'll throw a dr powell your way and we'll see how that goes but, but <laughs> if until i revert then, back to my yeah, old days <laughs> yeah right maybe and but but what in that case maybe you get really good at sports maybe that's what it is maybe that's mm. the pendulum and that's why it works like it does so tell us a little bit about what exactly champions for philanthropy is yes yeah, so we are a consulting organization that works with athletes in the charitable space so everything from helping them start up their nonprofit foundations to managing their foundations, 
Uh, because having a nonprofit isn't right for every athlete, we also help create strategic partnerships with existing nonprofits, as well as helping them create uh, charitable initiatives, programs, and events. So anything in the charitable space with professional athletes, that's what we do on the consulting side. I think it's so cool because so many athletes, you see so many athletes do have their own charities. They all understand you have to, essentially at this point in the world, you kind of have to have a charitable giving aspect to what you do. You know, I've heard of, you know, so many golf outings, so many galas, you know, all these different things. There's so many people try and, and it comes from a great place. I mean, obviously tax breaks and benefits are awesome, especially when we're talking about millions upon millions of dollars being made every year. But at the same time, it's nice to just see people giving back in, in certain ways. And, and I know, um, you know, I can't remember if we're allowed to talk about some of your clients, but I know there's twins that maybe I know they have a pretty cool foundation. I don't know. Are yeah. we allowed to talk about that at all? Yeah, no. Um, so one of our clients, um, Marcus Morris, uh, who plays for the Los Angeles Clippers now, uh, and his They're brother, both in LA. Moore, yeah, I don't yeah, remember. Who yeah. plays for the Lakers. Um, they uh, started a foundation that we helped put together uh, a few years ago. They had been giving their whole career and even before, um, but it wasn't formalized. So we were fortunate enough to work with them and uh, helping them build it up and work very closely with their executive director uh, and other staff members for their foundation uh, to do some pretty cool events and really give back across the world, um, but especially in their hometown of Philadelphia. So That's awesome. I love Thank it. You. And what isn't it? It has something to do with their mom, right? So the focus of the foundation is on single moms. Uh, they, they help and, and do things for different groups. Um, but the main focus is on single moms. Uh, their mom is one of the co-founders. They were raised by their mom. A uh, really cool story about their mom. She moved, they, they're Jayhawks. They went to the uh, University of Kansas and their mom actually moved out there when they were in college and lived out there with them. <laughs> That's pretty so, cute. Yeah, it really is. Um, so she's, she's amazing. Um, but it, they, everything that they do for the foundation is based around her and uh, all that she sacrificed for them. Uh, so they like to do the same thing for other single moms to help out and show I their appreciation. It. Exactly. And see, this is why I think what you do is so cool because you're taking something that's so emotional in sports and tying it with something that's almost, if not more emotional in charitable uh, foundations. So I just think it's so cool. How did you and Michelle, your co-founder, it would be, I'd be remiss not to mention Michelle. She was fantastic. How did you guys come up with this idea? Like where did this, where this kind of, when, when did the ball start rolling? You're like, you know, we could probably do this. You know, so uh, Michelle and I actually grew up together. We went to the same high school down the street from each other. But after high school, we talked maybe once a year, uh, twice a year on each other's birthdays. We would call each other religiously on each other's birthdays and, you know, would randomly see each other uh, maybe once or twice a year. Uh, but I received uh, in law school, I focused on sports law. And I knew that she, uh, when she was receiving her MBA, she focused on sports as well. Uh, so I was on the board of a nonprofit that worked with youth uh, and dealt with uh, professional sports and uh, teams and leagues. So uh, we needed another board member. So I recommended Michelle. She joined. Uh, and we both left around the same time. And around that time that we left, we were like, we both got our advanced degrees focusing on sports, but we're not working in the sports industry right now we should start something. So we were brainstorming in terms of what we should do in the sports industry. Uh, and Champions for Philanthropy was born because we said, well, let's take two of the things that we're most passionate about, sports and philanthropy, and put them together 
and Champagne's performing at the Pete was born. And here you are on a Thursday night chatting with me, man. It could it have gotten any better than this? Tell me, Alicia, no. could it? Mm-hmm cannot have dreamed of anything better. <laughs> I, love it. I love it. I just think it's such, a, again, just like that combination of, of sports and philanthropy. And I think it's great. I do have some friends where I, we were great friends in high school and obviously things change over time, but religiously every single birthday, I will call them and they will call me. We'll have an hour, hour and a half long conversation. It's great. It's awesome. And, you know, we'll do it again in a couple of months. And I think those relationships, it's fine. Now, you know, if you told me that 10 years ago, I would have been like, no way. But mm-hmm. it's cool and it's fine and it's happy. And, hey, you never know. Maybe I'm going to enter into a business with one of them one of these days. I just think you it's so know. cool. And and how, how are you guys taking advantage? So you're obviously, you're working with a lot of athletes, um, mostly in the NBA, if I'm not mistaken. All right. Is, are, do you have any other athletes in, in other leagues, football or? Yes. So we have some um, a few retired football players that we work with. Um, we have a re- uh, retired MLB player that we've done work with, uh, as well as um, a, an international tennis player. Um, however, the majority of the clients are either current or retired uh, basketball players. And how do you go about finding these athletes? I mean, especially with many of them having charities, um, do you kind of just look up, see who has a charity, and then during the season be like, hey, I noticed you're not really paying attention to your charity anymore? Like, how do those conversations <laughs> usually go? So, you know, the first, we started in 2017, like I mentioned. Um, so, our clients have been through word of mouth and referrals, uh, as well as their introductions. Um, so, this is the year 2020 of business development where you know, we'll, we'll see. Well, I'm going to try some of those things that we talked about there (laughs) that you mentioned there. I'll take some notes. Um, but right now it's all been through uh, word of mouth and referrals. That's fantastic. Well, everyone out there listening, if you know any professional or retired athletes that want to do something philanthropy wise, charity wise, foundation wise, now, you know, somebody who can help. And, And how are you taking advantage when it comes to the, the charity side, the philanthropy side, how, what exactly like, for these charities, what do you do? I know you run events. I know you do, um, you know, galas and stuff like that. But could you give me some like concrete ideas of what you've done in the past for some of these specific charities or, or really just the gamut of everything that you guys do? I know you went over the consulting side a little bit, but everything that you can do for these charities. Sure. So we do everything from if you're looking to start up a nonprofit foundation, we help with the strategic planning. Um, we help with the getting the charity up and running. Um, and a lot of things that go into that, such as uh, the branding, the marketing, the, the, um, the compliance pieces. Uh, you know, we've done social media for clients in the past. We, we can also do social media for clients um, for their foundations. Um, and like you mentioned, events, uh, we work with different fundraising events, but then uh, more importantly, uh, initiatives and programs and, and really helping them develop uh, their charitable presence and uh, what it is that they want to do to be able to give back. Um, A lot of companies, the focus is on the fundraising piece because you need the money to be able to support the work of the foundation. But once you have the money in, how are you able to give back and really effectuate change and uh, do the things that you set out to do when you started up the nonprofit? So um, we, we do a lot of on that side. Yeah, that, that obviously that's, I feel like that's the part that does get missed sometimes the actual fundraising, right? You, you're gung ho, you're excited you want to do this thing. Let's start it up. Let's get it going. And then, yeah, you have the event, but you know, oh, well next year, you know, right next year we'll break even. And you know, then you keep going and, and it's great. And it's awesome that you're, you're trying and you're trying to raise this money. You're doing so awesome. But it is difficult, especially, again, for these professional athletes who are training all year round, uh, you know, playing most of the year. Uh, they just have so, so much to do that sometimes these things just 
they fall by the wayside and I wouldn't really blame them. It's great that they started the, with the idea, right? But it's unfortunate that sometimes these things just don't fully go through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, it's, it, it's tricky because timing is usually an issue. Um, and then, you know, there can be difficulty with people saying, well, why would I want to give my money to a multimillionaire? You know, but it's not, they have to remember, it's not going to the multimillionaire, it's going to the nonprofit, which is a separate entity, which is uh, ideal, is supposed to be going to help others. Uh, at least with our clients, that's, that's yeah, what's, well. what's happening. So <laughs> hopefully yeah. for all of them, but you know, um, so that's why it's, it's really important for people to realize that just like with any other nonprofit, uh, there are financial obligations that come along with it. It just happens to be that uh, it's with a professional athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things when we started, the reason why we work with professional athletes and entertainers and other influencers is just because they have this platform. So they have the, cele- the celebrity, the resources to be able to really give back and help others. Um, so we just like to be there to help facilitate that. Yeah. And I think it's awesome. Again, I think it's so cool. And, and using that emotional connection, again, to sports, to philanthropy, to these foundations and these charities, and then, you know, taking a step further, the specific ones, again, like the, the Morris twins connecting, you know, how how much it meant for them to have their mom raise them as a single parent and then them go out and say, hey, we want to we want to do something for other single parents. I just think it's so cool. And I think it just makes sense. So in your opinion, well, first, should all professional athletes have some sort of charity that they either are a part of, created, um, have partnered with? What, what have you seen on that end where sometimes it's a great idea and sometimes maybe it just doesn't work? I think it only doesn't work if their heart is not into it. I don't think anyone should do it for, um, you know, tax breaks Ta- well tax breaks uh, i don't think anyone <laughs> should you know partner with a nonprofit just because someone told them to because it'll look good you know good publicity um because it shows uh it's really important for them to actually care about the cause and actually want to be there and actually want to get back uh because you can see the difference uh between when you're told to do it and when uh you're doing it from the heart so it's okay not to do something you know like I think uh that's something that I learned from the very beginning I think most people from the outside looking in they're like no like they're obligated to be charitable and they're obligated to give back and that no one's obligated to do anything right so uh they should only do it if their heart is into it and if their heart is into it then it'll show uh and it'll make more of a difference than them just doing it because out of obligation or because they were told that it would be a good look for them to do it. Mm-hmm. And that makes sense. I mean, again, you make a great point. If your heart's not in it, then it's kind of, it's fraudulent a little bit. I mean, it's still nice. Like, Hey, if you're still going to give money or you're going to put your face on something and, you know, help someone raise money, it, that's the worst thing you're going to do, man. That's, you're, you're a pretty good person in my mm-hmm. book. But at the same time, if it's something you're really trying to build and really like something that you want to see through really having, you know, your heart into it again, going back to the Morris twins, like, I think it's just such a cool way of going about it. And you really can affect, you know, change, and you can really do a lot mm-hmm. of things for certain people. Uh, I just had a, an, another female on um, last night, actually, as of recording, and she has this really cool charity down in Columbia, or she's based out of Miami. It's, she takes used baseball and basketball equipment to her, you know, home country, her parents' home country of Colombia, and wow. and distributes it to all the kids, which is so cool. She's been able to gain relationships with some of the NBA players along the, or I'm sorry, the uh, MLB players along the way with it. So I think it's just so cool, and and I'm always very, um, 
very attracted to people that love to give back in, in, in certain ways, especially like yourself, like her, like Michelle, that just always are looking for ways. And I think it's cool that you guys took it even a step further. It's like, all right, well, we can give back, but what if we helped everybody else give back, especially yeah. these athletes, entertainers, influencers, as you said, and ha- help them create something or maintain something or develop something that we can do so much more. Mm-hmm. And that, that's really what I love about your business. Thank you. And that was really the emphasis of when we were deciding what to do. There are so many things that Michelle and I, Michelle, my business partner and I um, wanted to do to give back uh, that we knew, know that our finite resources and very, very finite celebrity and influence um, wouldn't be able to accomplish nearly as much as it would be if we were able to put it in the hands of people with uh, such a big following and uh, much more celebrity um and influence and and prestige so it's been great to take ideas that we've had in the past um or you know new ideas that we're able to develop with our clients uh and see it be made on such a larger scale than it could have been done if it was just she and i doing it and so what are if you don't mind what are some projects that you're currently working on or or let's uh let me revamp that question because we don't know what's going to happen for the next couple of months. What are some <laughs> projects you recently worked on that you had a lot of fun and you saw some success in? Yeah, well, actually, yesterday we had a uh, a great event and it's pre everything being shut down. So, I mean, it's good that it happened when it happened. Um, but we, one of our clients, a former um, Giants fan, uh, Giants player. Uh, <laughs> yes, in my head, you're wearing your Giants sweatshirt. Um, he went to a school, he's from New York and went to a school in the Bronx and uh, an elementary school that we were able to, uh, work with the school yesterday and provide breakfast for the parents, teachers, and staff, uh, as well as the students, uh, for him to get to know the, the kids and, um, it's going to lead to a, a larger partnership, but it was a, a great kickoff, uh, for him to be able to talk to the kids. They had an assembly as well. Um, and say, I was sitting in your exact same seat. Uh, and I was able to go to college, uh, play in the NFL for 11 years, coach afterwards, um, and make this incredible life for myself. Uh, if I could do it, you could do it from the same neighborhood, from the you know same elementary school. So that was really great to see the reaction of the kids, especially because you know he's a retired player and they they're they're not their parents knew him, you know, but they're younger. But the awe that they have of someone who like played in the NFL especially someone who is from where they're from. It was really great to see. And and that's great because, you know, if, well, first off, you get to be there and you get to see that, right? So you're, you're a part of it. And I think that that part's awesome. What is it like when you, when you're able to see, again, your work affecting potentially all of these kids in, in such a positive way? Oh, it's amazing. Um, being able, we're very hands-on. Uh, we're on boots on the ground, um, not just helping to create the events and execute them, but they're, uh, running them, you know, the programs, the initiatives, the events. Uh, so we get to talk to a lot of the recipients directly. Uh, and then the, the amount of gratitude that's there uh, just makes us feel good because, you know, I mean, we're doing, we're doing our job, right? But uh, the gratitude that's shown uh, and, you know, the smiles that we get, the hugs that we get, the appreciation, it just, it means a lot. And it, it's a good reminder that we're doing what we uh, set out to do, uh, which is to make change and put smiles on people's faces, hopefully, and uh, make a little bit of a difference in this world. Absolutely. And I think that's always important, right? It's nice because, you know, I'm, I'm sure you go weeks on end sometimes and just like, why do I do this? This is the worst. This is the worst. And then you have an event like that. 
and you know you get to see these kids you get to directly see how you're impacting them at least in that moment and you know hopefully you know obviously all of them you know you don't know what's going to happen but most of them you can hope that they go forward in life with that opportunity with remembering what happened there that day mm -hmm. and that has to just kind of rejuvenate you bring you right back and um and just get you get you ready again because again that's what you said that's what you guys set out to do and if you can see it it's nice to actually be able to see it cuz i'm sure there's so many people that put this stuff together and then all right, how'd the event go? But not only that, you guys, as you said, boots on the ground, just completing the task. I love that. Thank you. Yeah, it really makes a big difference. I love it. I love it. And so what, Um, and then, so this gentleman, this Giants player, what's his name, if you don't mind? Sam Garns. So one more time. Sam Garns. Garns. Mm, I'm yeah, going to lose my Giants card, I guess. <laughs> uh, I think he last played maybe 10 years ago. Mm. All right. All yeah. right. I'll have to look him up. Maybe I'll edit this part out. Maybe I won't. For authenticity's sake, I'll leave it in. But I will make sure to look him up after, uh, just so I don't sound stupid next time. Plays for the Giants and the Jets. So definitely a hometown okay. from New York. Plays yeah. the Giants and then played for the Jets. Yep, that one's on me. I'll take the L on that one, and that happens. Sorry, <laughs> Sam. Appreciate you. If you want to come on, you're more than welcome, though, Sam. I promise you that. Um, but no, and and so. I also think what the important part is, is, you know, anybody from that school, right, could have gone back and done what he did, which is, which is awesome. But as you said before, like being able to connect him to the NFL, being able to connect him to, you know, whatever college he went to being from that hometown, I think that that makes even more of a difference in these kids eyes. Because again, it's the celebrity status, right? Like, I, I don't know, you can read statistics and books all day about Gen Z and yada, yada, yada. But apparently they are all about famous people like that's mm -hmm. what they do and you know i think it's really important now that if you can take advantage of that and help these kids through as you said the celebrity status of these athletes what more could you ask for i mean that's the biggest way you're going to make an impact now no absolutely and um you know working with mainly athletes we see the difference that it makes even if the the kids are too young to know that particular player um but a few months ago we worked with a, a rapper um, and did a school visit at a school in Harlem. Uh, he's from Harlem. So the kids, the amount of screaming <laughs> that I heard, um, I had never seen a reaction like that. It was a true rock star reaction that, that he got. Um, but it's like the kids hung on to his every word and they really listened to what he had to say. Um, it, it made such an impact and like, it just was such a big deal for them to see someone that, you know, from the, from the neighborhood that they're from, from the area that they're from, and, and, and really, you know, a, a popular rapper, and able to come back and really take his time to talk to the kids and, and get back. That's pretty cool. So you haven't said his name yet, so I'm assuming you're not allowed? Uh, Dave East. His name. Mm, okay, so I don't listen to rap, but I'll I'll make sure to tag that somewhere so that if anybody's looking out for some stuff about him, they can find him. Um, and no, I, again, I think it is awesome that you know what you guys do. I know I commend you all the time about it. Um, but here it is publicly, so everyone else knows how much I love it. I think that that part's really important. So what, when you've seen when you go into these charities, as we've said before, um, you know you can help create them, you can help maintain them, you can help develop them, and do what they need to do, run the events, pretty much anything for these charities. What have you seen are some of the major pitfalls along the way, whether you're coming in in the beginning, whether you're coming in in the middle or what you've kind of just seen from afar where this is, you know, there's one, two, three things that you've seen most charities do or foundations do incorrectly that really lead to not getting the message across, not being able to raise the funds that they're looking for. 
Um, you know, just a general thing, I think it's really important to have consistency. And I think sometimes that the message gets a little bit, um, can get diluted. Uh, so one thing that's helpful when we're working from the ground up, we can say, okay, this is what you want to do. And this is the area you want to work in, but let's make it a little bit broader so that if down the road, you decide to focus on another geographical area or something else, uh, you know, you want to focus on, it's, you're not pigeonholed into saying, okay, this is actually what's in the paperwork and this is what's on the website and this is what you said the mission is. Let's try to make it as broad. Uh, you know, we can still definitely make it uh, specialized, but let's leave some wiggle room basically for you to be able to give back without being completely off brand. And that makes sense. Cause yeah, I could see people wanting to be super specific about some of that stuff. Um, and then, yeah, as you said, kind of getting pigeonholed and just like, well, you know, the mission statement says like you're giving back to people. I mean, worst comes to worst, man, you know, whatever. But no, right. I, I think that makes sense. And I think that that's a really important part uh, for people to understand that, you know, be obviously we want to niche down, right? You want to be specific, but you don't want to be hyper specific to the point where there is, as you said, very little wiggle room to move around with. Yeah. I mean, you want to help stray dogs in Dayton, Ohio. Okay, that's great, but let's not build everything around those stray dogs in Dayton, Ohio. Let's say, you know, work with animals in the Midwest, you but, know, or help animals across the nation. You know, like, that way you can definitely focus on those stray dogs in Dayton, Ohio, um, which it's funny because I've never been to Dayton, Ohio, so I don't know if there are a lot of stray dogs. Um, but uh, <laughs> let's make it so that you can uh, have some wiggle room and uh, be able not look off brand. Yes. And that's a thank you for that, because that was a perfect example. Um, yeah, you can just say help stray animals in the Midwest um, and focus all your time on stray dogs in Dayton, Ohio. And then, as you said, as the time grows and everything gets bigger, you can uh, you can kind of go to Cleveland or some of those other cities. Yeah. And Maybe you'll end up in Chicago and yeah, see a bunch of stray there, dogs. And there you, say, you oh, go. Wait, I'm moving my foundation. To I love it. As well. that's, that's too funny. That is too funny. So what um. What other advice do you just have for athletes? Um, you know, maybe maybe they're not, you know, on their second NBA contract right now. So they're still living relatively modest, whatever we want to consider that is. Like, what advice do you have for some of these athletes that are looking to start a charity but don't really know where to go? Yeah, so it's really important to figure out what they're... Champions for, for philanthropy.com, or .org, I apologize. But other than that. <laughs> yes, it's definitely a good place to start because uh, the conversation is really important. Um, because one thing that we have with athletes, having a nonprofit isn't right for every athlete, current or retired. And it doesn't make sense. It really depends on what your long-term goals are, what you are looking to do. Um, sometimes they, athletes say that because of, they see other people doing it and they just assume that's what they should be doing. Um, but there are definitely a lot of ways that they can still be charitable and actually uh, direct their charitable giving without having to have a separate nonprofit 501c3. Um, so the first thing to do is have that conversation and really uh, talk through it to figure out what your goals are uh, so you can be as strategic as possible so you're not setting up something that is not needed. Um, like I mentioned before, you know, partnering with existing nonprofits, it's something that you can do to get the point across like maybe there's already a nonprofit that works with stray dogs and Dayton and you can just be the face of it you don't have to start your own you know um, <laughs> but, too, oh, too um good. I love it. 
but maybe this is a family foundation that for generations to come, you want to make sure that all of your kids, your grandkids, that they're all focusing on these stray dogs um, and it's a tax benefit uh, for you and your family and it makes sense to have. So we work with uh, not just the athletes, but their accountants, their financial advisors, their wealth managers, uh, just to see what the long-term plan is uh, to make sure that we can build that in. So um, the first step is really to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that that's super important because you're right. You know, you brought it up a couple of times, like, Mike, stop it. Not every athlete needs a charity, but I want them to. And I understand it. As you said, they can be the, the foundation, uh, the the face of the Stray Dog Dayton, Ohio Foundation that it, it sound, it's starting to sound a little too real, if you ask me. So I don't know <laughs> if you know something that I don't, but um, no. And, and I think that that's great. And I think it's awesome because, again, you can direct your charitable giving without you know, if, again, if your heart's not in it, like you want to do something, so that's perfect. So you can donate some money, make, you can be a brand ambassador. Doesn't mean you have to run this entire company now or, 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 you know, you know, put that much time and effort and energy into it. If it's not something that you're super, super passionate about. Right. So I think it's important in, in more ways than one. And I think it's fantastic. Um, I just had another question. Oh, I was going to ask, like, how integrated are you with their accountants, their wealth managers, their family, you know, how much of that conversation do you try and you know, have the conversation with the athlete to understand what they want to do and just be like, uh-huh. Okay, great, great, great. That's awesome. Let me go talk to the people that manage your money and we'll figure out what we can do. Like how, how much of that conversation do you have as well? Yeah, it's really specific, athlete specific and where they are in their career and where they are just a, a number of factors um, and in terms of who we deal with. Sometimes it's the athlete directly. Sometimes it's, you know, exclusively a, a family member or someone who's running um, the day-to-day of the foundation. Sometimes it's uh, their wealth manager. It just really depends on, because uh, each athlete is different, uh, even within the same sport. Uh, so it just really makes a difference as to who they've entrusted with managing their affairs. That, and, you know, especially again, with, with dealing a lot with the NBA, I mean, there's 19-year-old kids in the NBA, and then there's 35-year-old men, right? And I thought some things at 19 that now I will not say out loud, right? <laughs> so it's just one of those things where, you know, just dealing with, you know, I, I don't know how much, how many younger athletes you guys either focus on or deal with, but like things change, obviously, and, yeah. and people change and what they want to do and how they want to do it obviously change, specifically in the NBA because they're allowed in so much younger. Um, so I think that that's very important. And yeah, just understanding where they are, as you said, in their career. I think is a really, really important part. So thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so I mean, that's the first step is having that conversation. Uh, and if having a nonprofit organization is right, uh, then that's a whole nother conversation that is to be had in terms of uh, strategically what makes the most sense. You know, do you need someone to run it? Uh, do you need to hire us to run the day-to-day? Do you have someone that uh, either has experience or can be trained? another thing that we do um you know one thing that you always hear is oh athletes they get their mom or their cousin or their wife to run it um a sometimes those people have experience the people that they get to run or b there's nothing wrong with putting those people in place as long as they have resources a lot of champions for philanthropy to lean on but then also as long as they can be trained and um, there, you know, it doesn't have to be someone who has years of experience in the nonprofit world. Uh, you can really use this as an opportunity to give people who may not otherwise have had a chance a new career path uh, and new skills that they might not have gotten otherwise. So uh, I, I dislike when I hear that all the time because I hear that pretty often, like, oh, like, 
you know, they have their family member running it. And uh, that's called nepotism. It happens all the time in business. Uh, so I don't know why they think professional athletes would be any different. Yep. Um, but the important thing is to make sure that there, everyone is trained um, and we've been able to successfully do that and, and help and be a resource if there are questions that come up. And I'm sure their heart's in it, right? Like I'm sure their mom or their sister or their wife, mm-hmm. I'm sure they're doing it for a good reason, but you're completely correct. You know, you're not, you can't just be, become the CEO of a company that you have absolutely no idea how it runs and expect it to run perfectly. And now I'm sure it's happened multiple times just because that's how history works and those are statistics. But <laughs> it definitely helps when they have someone like you and, and someone like Michelle there to either A, teach them what they need to know and how to run it, or, or yeah, even just kind of have you guys consult on the side and make sure that, mm-hmm. you know, everything's going well. You can kind of check in, you know, call me when you need me, call me, beat me if you want to, you know, meet me. I don't I remember Kim Possible <laughs> that well, but, um, you know, I just think it's awesome. And I think, you know, how you guys are going about it is really cool. So what, moving forward, you know, as you said, now, now is biz dev time. So let's get you on every podcast that I've ever been on. Um, you know, let's get you out there. I want more people to know about what you guys do, but what is, I guess, like, the vision, like what you guys do right now is kind of the goal, right? Like helping these athletes with their charities, but moving forward, like how do you see the company expanding? How do you see more athletes coming under this umbrella where you guys can help them? And, and what do you want it to look like? I'm not going to ask for five or 10 years, but like best case scenario, what, what do you want champions philanthropy to look like? Yeah. So, you know, we've expanded recently and, and we're looking to do more of this uh, we've met so many nonprofits that uh, either do something in athletics or want to do something more in athletics, um, and they want athletes to get involved, um, but they don't have a plan in place. Um, athletes can be used, like we talked about earlier, they can be used in a variety of different ways, whether it be fundraising or to raise awareness for the particular uh, nonprofit. So we've been uh, consulting with nonprofits as well. Uh, to be able to help them build out their athlete programs, whether it be their athlete ambassador programs or working with athletes on the fundraising side. Um, so we're definitely looking to do more of that in 2020 uh, since it's just something that we've been getting so many requests about. Um, and then in terms of building out Champions for Philanthropy and what it looks like, um, we'd love to continue to work with uh, the athletes, whether they already have a foundation that uh, perhaps stagnant uh, because of time constraints um, or if they're super passionate about a cause and want to do things around that that particular cause um, or the athlete who wants to do something but doesn't know where to start uh, doesn't isn't really sure what it is um, at least they'll just have the conversation with them even if they don't work with champions for philanthropy just to spark something in them to uh, get the wheels turning uh, and the ball rolling them to be able to do something in the charitable space. I love it. And it it completely makes sense. I mean, again, just trying to, you know, it sounds like you're coming at it from both sides. As you said, you know, don't be so hyper specific as you know, I talk about the athletes, but I know, as you've already said, you're working with rappers, you're working with musicians, entertainers, influencers, because again, they're all you're trying to do something good and you want to help them, whether whoever it is, however it is, I think that part's very important. And um, yes, wheels turn, balls roll. I saw your face there. I saw what you were going to say, but I, I, I wasn't going to call you out, but I decided to anyway. And um, I guess so the one thing I do want to point out is I've been to multiple, multiple of your events and you guys throw an incredible party. Let me just say that. Absolutely oh, fantastic. So if anyone ever sees an event, and the cool thing is I love how you guys do them too, right? So you sometimes you partner with other um, 
other foundations, other companies. And, and, you know, I know the players impact you guys have done stuff with obviously Nick and sports biz group and uh, Peter over at sport tech and just kind of seeing, uh, you know, the, that Alliance Bernstein event, I think if I'm not mistaken, that one was incredible. Um, but you know, the one that I love how you guys do that. So that way you're, you know, you're bringing in a bigger crowd, you're bringing in more people with just a little bit different background. But you also go around to all these events. So there's the Super Bowl event down in Miami, right? There's the uh, NBA All-Star Weekend event. So who had the idea that said, you know, let's just follow these gigantic sports events around because everyone's going to be there anyway? So yeah, so besides the consulting that we do with athletes and nonprofits, we also host events. Um, So we have our event series, Most Valuable Philanthropists, where we honor the philanthropic works of current retired players. Um, that's an idea that we had from the moment we started, uh, but business got things got busy, uh, and we didn't get a chance to launch until last year uh, in Atlanta during Super Bowl. Uh, so we made the decision to present our most valuable philanthropist uh, football awards around Super Bowl wherever it is. So last year we did it in Atlanta. This year we partnered with the Players Impact, and we were able to present it at their brunch uh, down in Miami. Uh, and then on the basketball side, uh, we posted the event in New York right before the NBA draft. Um, and we're still planning on having it as long as everything goes, the schedule stays the same, but we'll see. We're playing that one by ear. Um, and beyond our most valuable philanthropist event, we have different events where we either produce them on our own or partner with others uh, to let athletes tell their stories directly. So whether it be about their off the court or off the field ventures, either in uh, philanthropy, business, real estate, whatever it is that they're doing off the court or off the field and an intimate setting with a curated group of individuals from the sports world, the business world, the philanthropy world, the tech world. Uh, so it's not just the audience getting something from it, but the athletes making connections and meeting people that can be a value to them as well. Yeah, I love them all. Uh, the Thank the you. MVP events, most valuable philanthropist events. I've only been able, actually, I haven't been able to go to any of them. Um, but I do. Uh, and you did. Was that New York one? In June. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Da, da, da. My bad, my bad. Yes. And that one was incredible. Um, everyone looked so great. The drinks were delicious. The food was awesome. I got to meet Wendell Carter Jr. I'm a big Duke fan, so that was really cool. Um, yeah, Sarah Custis? Custis. She was incredible. Um, you know, just all of the people that were there and, you know, it's just so cool seeing them appreciate that other people appreciate what they did, right? Like they don't do it for the ego, you know, nine times out of 10, they mostly Mm -hmm. do it because they want to give back, but it's nice to be noticed, right? Like no one, no one's going to get angry (laughs) right at that. So I think it's really cool how you guys have gone about it and, and honoring these athletes and these, you know, just incredible people, uh, that do these things in their life and what they've done and, it was just so awesome. The crowd was great. All the people there and then just Thank the you. just the athletes themselves getting to meet them. And they were so excited to talk to me. I was like, you have no idea who I am. They're like, but thank you. And I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> I appreciate that. So it's just really cool kind of seeing that. And of course, the, the, when the athlete, there's a series, it's, it's a series, right? The athletes, when they tell their stories, is there a name for it? I can't remember. When they tell their stories. On- yeah, yeah, yeah. Like at the 4040 Club, whenever we're there. The athlete platform. Thank you. The athlete platform. Yeah. See, I got it. I got it. So that's an the, event series that yes. we produced. Uh, we partnered with uh, Nick from Sports Business mm-hmm. Group and, and Peter from Sport Tech Ventures. Yes, and it's it's awesome. I thoroughly enjoy those. As you said, the 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 crowd yeah. is very curated. It's a lot of really smart, really cool people in the sports and the business world. Most of those are held in New York City, so that makes my life a heck of a lot mm-hmm. easier. But um, <laughs> you know, just seeing those athletes and hearing their stories, I've been to multiple of them now, and just kind of hearing 
what they've done. Um, some of them are current athletes that are just hurt. So they're like, all right, I'm just going to go do a bunch of stuff because I'm on IR. Uh, there's a gentleman from the Saints, if I'm not mistaken. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Um, uh, Hakeem, uh, a gentleman from the uh, Arizona Cardinals. He was incredible. And he got to tell us his story of how he started in real estate and how he was just like, wait, why would I pay rent? That doesn't make sense. And yeah. then he went off and you know, now he's like this incredible, um, you know, real estate investor. So it's just so cool to hear these athletes, their stories. And, you know, very grateful that you put a lot of these things together. You and Michelle do a lot of these things, obviously partnering with other people, but you're the only one talking to me today. So I'll give you all the credit, <laughs> Alicia. So I think it is, it is absolutely awesome. Um, I mean, Dr. Powell, that's all I got. That's all I got left. Um, this was fantastic. Thank you so much. I kid Alicia Powell, co-founder of Champions for Philanthropy. Thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate it. Thank you. So glad to be up here and keep doing, keep up the amazing work. I will not stop. I promise you that. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode with Alicia Powell. She's a very good friend of mine, and I hope you guys enjoyed our conversation, a little bit about what she's doing and how she's doing it. As I said, it's one of my favorite companies, so make sure to check the show notes. Everything will be there for all the links, and please give us a five-star review on iTunes. It would be super, super helpful if you could do that. It would be greatly appreciated. So thank you all so much. Sincerely appreciate it. Time's the only thing we don't get more of, so thank you for giving me a little bit of yours, and I hope you make it a wonderful day. Yes!